You're listening to the Shoot Your Shot podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Jen. And we are two boss babes sharing our journey and inspiring you along the way. Today, we are talking all about finding your dream client and the importance of niching down in whatever business you're doing. But first, tell me about your your weekend. I know that you had double trailer weekend. You had the second trailer finished. Yes, I'm still not recovered. It's Wednesday and I'm not recovered from last week and this weekend, but it was amazing. I, somehow we got it done. I am a firm believer of if you like have something on your heart and you want to make it happen, you're going to make it happen with lots of sleepless nights and lots of stress and headaches and wondering how the heck you're going to get it done. But um, yeah, we had three weddings this weekend. Friday, we had a wedding, um, which was about an hour and a half away with oh. traffic even longer. So I couldn't even finish working on it on Friday because we had a wedding, which I didn't really plan accordingly to. <laughs> um, and then Saturday, we were I was up at like 5.50 in the morning. And oh, also, I didn't go to bed until I think like 2.30 on Friday night. <laughs> yeah. You were rocking like two hours so of sleep. So literally, I was on two hours of sleep. Coffee wasn't even doing its job at that point. Wow. Um, but we got it done and I dropped the first trailer off. Thankfully, it was in Trumbull in my town That's good. Um, for the first event. And then the girl, my girls worked it. They were amazing. Everyone was so happy. It was 125 people, so it was a big event, and uh, they killed it. And then I drove to our event, which again was like a little over an hour, Um, and this trailer is much bigger, so I'm not used to driving the bigger trailer yet, and where I had to park was challenging. Um, We actually took it off the truck, and then I realized that I couldn't get my truck out from where I was. Oh, no. It was like just too close to hitting one of like the tent poles or stakes on the ground and it was so funny the event planner was like what if we try to take the stick out of like the ground but it was like in there good like it was not moving and so we had to rehitch the trailer push it back like even it was literally I had to move back like four feet like not even like three feet just so I could get out um but that's just like the challenge of a new product and a Mm -hmm. new you know everything uh, but the wedding was amazing everything was great um, I got home and literally crashed like fully crashed and then the ne- next day was father's day so I had to like yeah. wake up be a good wife and make my husband breakfast oh my gosh <laughs> but uh but yeah we did it I can't believe we did it I'm like so proud of myself I'm so proud of my team I'm so proud of just like this was my goal like yeah. this was something that I had always seen in my business after the first year I saw other mobile bars that were expanding um, and I was like, I'm going to expand and we're here and we did it. And yeah, so that was That's my so weekend. Exciting. How was yours? Good, good. Um, I had two weddings. Um, I had a wedding on Friday with a couple that booked me like a while ago, um, like one of the first couples to book me. So it's crazy to be finally doing all of these weddings with the people that originally booked with me because it just like. I don't know. The time goes by so fast. Like I, I feel like that I would be like chatting with them forever and now their weddings are over and it's like, what? So, um, yeah, super, super sweet family, whole entire family. It was a really great event. And that was on Friday. And then on Saturday I filmed the wedding. Um, yeah, yeah. In Essex where I, I wasn't the photographer at all. I was just there for video. Um, which I haven't done, which I haven't done yet, actually, now that I think about it, all of the videos I've done, I've also been the photographer for, which is a lot of work. So it was kind of nice to not have to worry about the family photos and not have to worry about like this or this or this, like the photographer is the one that like takes the lead on everything. And it was nice to kind of just like hang back and like 
solely just document it. Like I didn't really have to be in, like in charge of anybody. It was actually really, really nice. <laughs> you're looking um, back, you're like, oh wait, that was really nice. That was really nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure which I like more right now. Um, I have a couple more videos coming up in this year. I think I have two or three more that are just videography weddings so we'll see after those what I feel like but I I'm an introvert so I kind of I kind of like videography just a little bit more just because I don't have to do you don't have the hard things yeah in front of everything yeah yeah I I get that I'm I'm not an introvert so (laughs) I get it because I see other people but I'm I'm action I am you come to the bar, I'm ready for you. I am like front and center. Let's go. Um, but it's that's good. I'm so excited yeah. for you. Yeah, we'll thank you. How... Also expanding a little. Yeah, yeah, you are. That's exciting. So we are going to dive into today's topic. Um, we kind of have two folds to today's topic. We are going to talk about your dream client, how to book your dream client, and um, really how to like find your niche of your business. Because that's something that Megan and I did early on. Um, I think you did a little bit earlier. I'm still kind of figuring it out. Um, but I'll kind of dive in um, kind of like talking about finding your niche and your thing in your business. So mm-hmm. obviously, I'm a mobile bar. We do all types of events. There's literally no limit to the event. I've done weddings of 200 people to first birthday parties of 30 people. So for me, I, you know, if I'm available and and you can afford our services and you want to book with us, I will book anything under the sun. Um, but I have found that my passion, and I kind of knew this early on because I used to be an event planner for Hyatt Hotels and I did weddings there. Mm-hmm. So I just loved weddings. Weddings were always the exciting part because you get to be a part of someone's like huge special day. And as stressful as it is, I feel like the outcome of being a part of someone's big day is the rewarding part that I enjoy. Me too. Like it fills my cup and I just, you know, there are challenges that can come where you could also ruin someone's day. But for the most part, knock on wood, (laughs) I think we're pretty good at, you know, our jobs that we that has not happened um but I think that weddings for me are definitely always going to be a huge part of my business but that's not to say that I don't book other things either but the first season was a little hard to book weddings because I was such a new business I was a unique service that people didn't really understand um a lot of people just booked bars with their catering company so once they booked the cater the bar kind of fell twofold with that so once mobile bars started coming out um people were so excited to see this but they had to kind of figure out how it all worked Mm -hmm. so my first season i think we did two small backyard weddings um which totally filled my cup i loved them um i love being a part of it the bride and groom got to go in the trailer take pictures it was so fun so i was like okay i think this is where i'm gonna go you know with this business so i started really marketing myself with weddings um and i got a lot more for my second season and now Mm -hmm. this year i have a wedding every weekend if not multiple so i definitely think that that is the primary focus of my business but I love backyard events. Um, I love like the summer backyard party. I love if it's an anniversary event or a birthday party or whatever it is. I love the backyard parties. So I feel like I want to book at least one wedding, you know, every weekend. That's my goal. And then fill the other days with other projects. Right. Um, because I want to be booked as much as we can. Right. But I think it took, you know, the first season to really realize that weddings were my thing. And I know weddings are your thing. So yes. do you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I booked everything under the sun, same as you, at the very beginning. Did a lot of family sessions, Christmas card photos, um, a couple cake smash 
sessions, things like that. But the weddings surprised me. I was just second shooting for some people just to figure out what I liked. I thought I wanted to do it all. Um, and then after second shooting and in, in that first year being in that environment, I was like, yeah, this is, this is it. Um, especially figuring out what, what you want to do, like a, a helpful part, at least as a photographer is the feedback that you get from everybody. Like I felt like I had the most impact and I felt like I had the best experience and happiest experience working with couples where it was their first time taking photos. They had no expectations. They didn't know what to expect. They just had fun with me and they had an open mind, but people that are already married, have kids, families, maybe like multiple couples. If it's like a big family session, all of those guys just want a picture and want to go home. Like they just want their Christmas card picture. Everybody to smile and say cheese. And that's it. It's like a, it's very much, um, you know, you do the service, deliver the product, you go home like not really a huge connection, but I really like having that connection. And with um, newly engaged couples, just because it's so new and such an exciting time, like they really want to bond with you, especially because you're, I'm there their entire wedding day, like the start all the way until the end, like before she gets her dress on until like a sparkler exit or till the dance floor when everybody's too drunk to realize I'm gone. So um, I don't know. I, I just feel like I, am happier doing weddings and so discovering that made me realize who my dream client is and so after you figure out who your dream client is um, niching down and marketing to that is the important part so I don't know I feel like it's important to kind of separate all of your different avenues so a lot of photographers who do seniors and also do weddings they'll make separate accounts and one that is marketed just to seniors because they don't really want to see wedding photos and vice versa um so I don't know if with you that really is applicable because I feel like you can post about it all like your drinks are gonna be maybe slightly different but the same like you make custom menus but for photography like showing a portfolio of senior photos to a bride she's gonna be like okay I don't really care so I think my business it's funny because two things I want to talk about one thing that you said how weddings like fill you up and you found that connection and that's what you enjoyed the most about it and I think that that's where this whole bartending thing has really made me Mm. so fulfilled and happy Mm. because we are such a huge part of the event and I feel like that connection to me is not really the connection going up to it. Like I'm really just working with my client one-on-one. Even for weddings, there's not the connection I used to have when I was the event planner. Um, There's still a connection, but not as much. It's like, okay, here's your alcohol list. Here's the bar supplies. Like we're good. Um, I'll show up at this time. That's it. But at the event is when I'm building the connection with the guests. You're the life of the party. Life of the party. And that's what I always was like growing up. Like, my best friend joked, she's like, you need to be an event planner. You used to always plan your birthday parties. That was because I love being the life of the party. So I feel like now that I can do that in a business setting, I've totally found my thing. Yeah. So I, I love that. And I, I hope people can find in whatever passion they have, like, look at your childhood. Like, look at what you kind of did growing up. Like, how can you fulfill those needs and, and make it into a career? Right. Um, and then other end on like marketing myself, I feel like I lose some clientele for the backyard parties because they think I only do weddings. Mm. So it's kind of a flip for me because I feel like I'm probably missing some opportunities because they're going to, the client who sees me on Instagram or even my, so my, my website, 
could be like, oh, they do weddings. Like they probably won't come to my backyard party where that's not the case. Like we do backyard parties every weekend. So I feel like I need to find a way to kind of market both and know that I love weddings. We do weddings, but I also love the 50 people in Mm. your backyard and we do that too. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like a catch for me. Yeah. Posting. I mean, because for both of us, most of our inquiries and leads come from social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, so I think posting as much as you can about what you're lack you feel like you're lacking in, yeah. makes a makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I'm posting more of my video work on TikTok, and I feel like a lot of those leads are coming through versus like Facebook or Instagram. I don't really post. I feel like I haven't really posted mm-hmm. a lot of video work, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Just because each each social media kind of has a different vibe. Oh, totally. Like, there was a video that I wasn't as proud of, but I was like, I'm still going to post it. But because I wasn't as proud of it, I felt like it wasn't good enough for Instagram, if that makes sense. Yep. So yep. maybe... Didn't we talk about how the three sites are like the three children yeah, and yeah. tiktok's like the middle child or i forget how we like said it but yeah and like instagram was like the perfect child and yeah. facebook was just like the lost child. but it's but it's true it it's is. true like each one has a different type of person on it like yeah. facebook tends to be an older crowd yep. if you wanted to do like reunion parties or 50th birthday parties like marketing on facebook is the way to go but if you want to get um like graduation parties and maybe the graduate is the one that like wants to throw mm-hmm. the party or like a I don't know I don't want to say like frat party but like something fun yep. where like yep. they're the ones planning it TikTok is where yep. you're gonna blow up yep, yep. so totally. I think finding your dream client discovering your niche and posting about that niche like solely or more than your others so I I think if like your heart lies more in weddings mm-hmm. then I think you're doing the right thing and posting yeah, that more I do. but I do see what you're saying where like you could get a Thursday night or a Friday night or something with a backyard party or like a corporate backyard yep. something I was gonna say like we now having the second trailer I really want to start getting to the corporate market so mm, I have yeah. to really figure out where I'm going to market myself on that and where I'm going to find you know because that is the dream client right there because it's not your money you know it's the company's money so right. they have a little bit more of leeway to create a better experience for the employees um and like right now they're doing a lot of like end of year summer barbecues and things like that so it's like the perfect place for me um but i just haven't figured out how to market myself there so we'll, we'll figure it out you do know. you do direct emails to people like wedding planners do you like just directly contact and be like hey how are you? I do. So I do that on direct messages on Instagram, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, which has been really beneficial. I found a lot of um, really great connections doing that. Can't do that on a corporate background, though. So it's like, how do I? Yeah, I don't know. One of my friends, just she just graduated mm-hmm. um, college, and so she just landed like her first like big girl job. Yeah. Um, and it's in, in some kind of like engineering company or something, but she's not an engineer. She's more like marketing and like digital stuff and her job is or part of her job is like planning the parties yeah like those corporate parties so maybe like finding yeah like a staff page on all of the corporate websites linkedin still a thing doing that yeah yeah people still use it (laughs) is it still a thing i'm so out of the corporate world yeah um but maybe that's like an opportunity to like look into linkedin and things like that um all right, so I think we're spiraling a little bit, yeah, but let's <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to um, like let's find we have our notes here. <laughs> um, oh, this is a good one. Like, who you're meant for? I think we kind of went into that, but like, 
who, what client you're really meant for. And I think we kind of talked about you're you know, meant yeah. for the weddings and the brides really fill your cup. But I feel like I'm, I'm meant for the ones who want to have fun. Like I know that yeah. sounds so crazy, but like if you're hiring a mobile bar, you're probably a really cool person. Yeah. Um, but I think it's finding those people. And, and it's funny because I had a client recently and it was the mother of a bride and the bride's best friend found me. And I did her shower. It was a bridal shower. And the mom like had no social media, really did not like even do email that well. And mm-hmm. I was corresponding with her. And then when I got there and like she saw my business and she saw like everything, she was like, I just can't believe how amazing this is. And and that fills my cup and soul mm-hmm. and so much more than anything else when someone just like appreciates the business and yeah. it reminds me all the hard work and yeah. why I continue to do this. Um, but she would have never found me if her daughter's best friend didn't find me. So it's like, how do I tap into other, like other clients? I think that gets to be word of mouth. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you, like, if that client is like a partier and like has a good time, and if she had like the best time at her wedding with you, then her friends might be kind of the same, same yeah. extroverted type of people. So maybe an idea for you or for some people out there is maybe like some kind of referral or something like if you get like a hundred dollars off if you're referred from a friend or something because then that might push people to um refer friends that have the same kind of interests yeah yeah totally yeah and another thing that you said that kind of reminded me when when we were talking about discovering your niche and like settling down in that so like for me like I exclusively do weddings and couple related sessions so mostly weddings and engagement sessions but I'll do maternity or I'll do proposals or I'll you know anything like couple centered Mm -hmm. um but for weddings like I feel like recently I've been niching down even further to like barn weddings and backyard weddings and like more of like the rural country kind Mm -hmm. of stuff versus like the luxury wedding market so you could you could narrow yourself down like even further Mm -hmm. So if somebody is like a very like old money, like Cape Cod, like kind of um, luxury family and they they want like a luxury wedding photographer, like light and airy photographer, Mm -hmm. like that's that's like not where I'm the most happiest, even though it's a wedding and I love weddings. I feel like I would be even happier doing like a backyard wedding. Mm -hmm. So you could even niche yourself down even further and be like luxury wedding mobile bar versus just wedding mobile bar so that's a little food for thought for people watching that you are getting more of these clientele because that's how you're portraying your photos right now I yeah I think so like I think yeah you know if I was someone who wanted light and airy like I I don't see that in your photos yeah I see something the more rustic side and the more like backyard colors and things like that and if that's what I wanted I'm going to book you over that so I yeah. feel like you're doing the right thing because you're showing your clients what you do Thank you know you. what I mean like, yeah it's something that I and I guess it's working because um with second shooting like you know you kind of go anywhere yeah. um so I've done some luxury weddings and done a lot of things that I haven't posted even mm-hmm. though they're photos that I love and I'm really yeah. proud of that's not the market that I want to fall into. And the more that you post those things, the more Mm -hmm. that you do fall into that. So, um, yeah, lately I've been trying to be good about posting the ones that I really feel like my business jived with 
the most so that those type of people keep coming back. And yeah, I think it's so important because when I look at someone's, not even just photography, like mobile bar, let's say, you know, if I'm, I'm looking at one that has like a graduation party and, and, and I don't mean to say this in like a negative way, but their page just looks messy, I guess you could say. Mm. I feel like I'm not going to want to book them versus someone and not to toot my own horn. I'm just totally <laughs> kidding. Totally kidding. But someone who like there's some mobile bars that just post cocktails yeah, and they're beautiful, but I, I want to see the trailer. Like yeah. I want to see the service and the product that I'm getting outside of just the drinks. Um, but if you're just posting like I'm trying to use like some examples, I, I'm not doing this the right way, but. Mm. I don't know. I just I feel like if your social media looks how your business is run, mm-hmm. people are going to book you. Going back to like the authentic, auth, I can never say it, <laughs> being authentic. Yep. Um, you know, people want to book you for your photos. People want to book me for the experience they're getting at the bar. Yeah. So we need to continue to show that on social media yeah. because even if they find us on Google, they're somehow going to get to our social media. Yep. Like that's what this world is. Yeah, they're going to stalk you a little while yep. before they reach out. Yep. And it's so true. And and I feel like, you know, I've said this so many times, but people need to see something seven times in order for them to like resonate with it and for them to want to book you. And so if they're seeing, you know, seven different really fun cocktails and then I throw in like a really cool horse trailer, that mm-hmm. could be the icing on the cake. That's like, OK, I have to book this service. Right. And same with you. Like if they if you show seven ring pictures and one of those ring pictures finally is like, oh, my God, that looks just like my ring. That's what I want for my mm, wedding. Like yeah. They might want to book you because that. So I think social media is always going to be a huge yeah. aspect to any business. Yeah. And I think a huge part of that is showing the behind the scenes too. Like finding your dream client and like a lot a lot of finding that type of person is them realizing that you are the person for them too because it's a two-way street. You know, you have to connect or they have to connect with you just as much as you connect with them. Like it I don't do it often, but like sometimes I have felt like I needed to turn away business and be, been like, "Oh, you know what?" you would be much better suited for my friend so-and-so. And that's okay. Like, you're you're okay to be like, oh, they're not, like, in my niche enough or, like, I don't feel like we connected, but, like, this other person would be great. And I have a story about that after. Okay. <laughs> but you can kind of avoid that process almost the more you post about your behind the scenes and what your business looks like, like you said, um, from the back end and, like, talking on your stories and posting a reel of you pouring drinks at the trailer and how much fun you are having mm-hmm. because if they see how much fun you have at your job and how fulfilled you are doing what you're doing they're more inclined to book with you and that kind of person is gonna be your dream client yeah. I feel like yeah yeah it's so true and I think this is gonna go into our next question of like what are some events or clients that you don't take or don't want to take um, but I have to tell a really funny story so we did um, that big event that you were the photographer at yeah and we had all local vendors and they got to showcase their work and but we had to scout these vendors and we had to our biggest thing was we wanted to make sure a we didn't have too many multiple of the same vendors because mm-hmm. we really wanted each vendor to be able to shine in their own unique way um but with the catering companies we wanted to have enough food for the guests that were there but we didn't want to overstep any caterer in a specific way there was one caterer when i and i was in charge of the caterers there was one caterer who we reached out to in the beginning and they have amazing work like they're very well established this might not have been the event for them because i think it also kind of targeted a little more of a newer clientele or newer mm-hmm vendors um, to really help showcase their business in the local area. So anyway, very long story short, and I'm not going to say any names, but um, this specific caterer reached out to me and they're like, okay, well, 
what am I getting out of this? Like, which is totally a great question. You know, they're spending a lot of money to be a vendor and pay for all the food that they have to pay for and everything like that. And he's like, well, what am I getting out of this? And then started asking me all these questions. And again, all valuable questions, but it was the tone of his voice. Mm. It was like, you know, I'm doing all this work for you. Like, what am I? Like, it was just very... Yeah not the vendor we wanted for this event. And I talked to my partner, Devin, and we kind of like talked about it. And I was like, honestly, I was like, I don't think this caterer is going to be a good fit for this event. And we were kind of desperate at this point because we were getting close to the date. We only had like two other caterers um, who were going to be amazing, but we didn't want all the food to fall on their laps. Right. And um, so we were like, okay, do we, do we just do it and keep going? Like we know they'll do a great job or do we say you know sorry this is like not not a good fit and and we decided to do the second we decided that it he wasn't a good fit for us um and we're so happy because we got two more caterers we had the most amazing vendors that were there and he just wasn't a good fit for the business and or for the event and and it's okay to do that like it's okay to not to to feel like you can say no to people yeah because at the end of the day this is your business. It's your mental health. If you're, we all have difficult clients. Like that's a given in any industry, in any, I I would be a difficult client. I'm sure (laughs) if someone were to book me or if I were to book someone, um, and, and that's okay for people to not want to work with you. Yeah. Not everyone is going to connect with everybody else, but it's hard as a business owner, really hard to a turn down money and b you know, have that difficult conversation with someone to be like, sorry, we're not a good fit for each other. And maybe I usually use the terms like, sorry, we're booked. Yeah. <laughs> Even if I'm not booked, um, just because that's like an easy out. You I don't want to burn a bridge either. Exactly. Exactly. You never want to burn a bridge. You never know who's going to know someone. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely. Yeah. So I guess that kind of goes into, you know, like what are some I don't because you do weddings, so I don't want to say what are some things you don't enjoy. But I guess maybe you didn't enjoy the family sessions. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, side note: Megan and I did family <laughs> sessions together, and oh, she broke yeah. my heart oh, when yeah. she. But I was so proud of you. I forgot for, about that. I know. <laughs> we should it talk was, about that. We should. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Yeah, no, I did a lot of Christmas card photos, and we had met the year before well i guess we had met a few months before that we was it was it that season yeah well because we met in july that was the first time we met and then that um what we did it in november yeah yep so like six months later or something like that um yeah we did mini sessions at a christmas tree farm and it was great i always enjoyed shooting yeah family sessions and like getting the kids to laugh and interact and i feel like i have a documentary style which is also probably part of why i felt like family sessions didn't really work for me because a lot of times they just want they just want like you to sit and smile and cheese like this yeah (laughs) and like put it on the mantle and that's it like they want to take the photo and go home they don't really care about there's no story experience the Mm -hmm. story yeah and for me at weddings like i'm documenting all the candids and the details and i i like taking pictures when people aren't looking Mm -hmm. and for a lot of families they don't really want that they don't really care for that they just want the the cheesy photo i have to say one of my favorite pictures you took of my son was his like little timberland boots like hanging <laughs> off the trailer oh yeah. my god it's still one of like my favorite pictures See, like, pictures like that yeah. and i and you loved it so like i'm sure there are moms out there that like did love my work because maybe it was different mm-hmm. than what most photographers would give them but i don't know 
I like I enjoyed shooting it, but I felt like any bad feedback I've gotten in my business, it's always been from a soccer mom. Yeah. Like always. I've never had knock on wood, never had bad feedback from a bride yep. or from an engaged couple or a maternity session. Like the only bad feedback I've gotten is from moms trying to get a better deal out of me or trying to get their money back or saying that I should have taken the hair tie off of their daughter's wrist. Like these things that like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just felt like yeah. I wasn't able to make the moms happy. Yep. And so yep. I was like, if I can't make them happy when I feel like there's nothing I could have done differently, then maybe it's not, not, yeah. not for me. But I think that's hard to like, not everyone's going to realize that. Like you could have gone in the rabbit hole of how can I make this better? How can I fix this? How can I yeah. be the perfect photographer for these moms? But you, you realize very quickly that, okay, this isn't my thing. Yeah. And I'm going to go in a direction that fills my cup and makes my heart happy. And, and that's why you're going to thrive in this business because you quickly realized where your heart was and where your passion is. And Thanks. I feel like that's what's really hard because some people can't do that. They go into this rabbit hole of I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Mm. I'll edit the hair tie off and I'll make these pictures perfect. And you'll take hours on hours fixing this one picture when in reality that that wasn't your client and that wasn't, yeah. you know, who you should have been putting your time and effort into. Yeah, that's but, true. But a lot of people can't do that. Like they, they take it in such a different way where you did something like I did something wrong as a photographer or as the bar. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very lucky. I have not gotten a lot of like negative good. feedback. Um, there's been like, I'm trying to think of like a, there's gotta be some, I think I just <laughs> blank them out and I'm like, up oh, onto the next client. You probably like shove it in the back of yeah, your mind. You're like, no, you know, <laughs> this weekend was a perfect kind of example. I stressed myself out so much, like to the point where I wasn't sleeping. I don't think I even ate all weekend because I was just Aww. so overly stressed. Um, I was yelling at my kids more than I usually do. I was very, very unkind to my husband and he was so helpful. He had to have done, I'm not even kidding. Like we live right down the street from Home Depot. He had to have gone to Home Depot like four times on Thursday night. Wow. <laughs> in a matter of like two hours because Aww. we were like, we forgot this. We got the wrong screw. We got the wrong this. And yeah. like, he'd be like, okay, back out to Home Depot. Mm. His last run, Home Depot closed at 10. His last run was leaving our house at 9.50. And I was like, you got to make it before they close. <laughs> It was, it was crazy, but <clears throat> I stressed myself out and I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. And I'm a firm believer that you will make it happen. But I also think I stress myself out so much because I am a perfectionist and yeah. I want it to be perfect and I want to make sure I'm not letting anybody down. Um, but yeah, it's, it was hard and, and the events were fine and they were great. Yeah, and I'm sure they were. I was talking to one of my bartenders and I was like, I am not a doctor. I am not performing open heart surgery. I'm literally pouring you cocktails. It's going to be okay. Yeah. It, it's yeah. going to be yeah. okay. Yeah. So I think we just have to remind ourselves that, that at the end of the day, like even if you F up on something and you do something wrong, like nobody's going to notice but you. Literally. Yeah. You're your biggest critique. A hundred percent. Or critic. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So our last topic that kind of um, ends this fun episode Go, just going back to our dream client and really like how to make it easy for your dream client to book you. Um, what are some tips that you think could be 
I think helpful. it kind of wraps up everything that we already talked about. So finding your dream client, discovering who your dream client is to you, and then marketing to that person. So saying that you're a luxury wedding photographer, saying you're a backyard wedding bartender, being very specific in what, in what you want so that when your dream client is saying, oh, I have a backyard wedding, let me look up mobile bars or let me look up backyard or farm some, like farm vibe bars and they're going to see your horse trailer trailer and be like oh she's perfect so I think making it as easy for that person as possible so hashtagging related things to your business so I sometimes hashtag like backyard wedding photographer or um, like Texas wedding photographer or something like that because if it's somebody locally they might want like a western style photographer and might even fly somebody out but if they could see that I have that style and I'm in this area then they're going to go for me um, so I think making that as easy for people to find you is important and then making it as easy for them to feel reassured that you're the right person. Mm -hmm. So maybe your pinned post on your Instagram is steps on how to book with you, or maybe it's your, your favorite piece of work. Um, maybe you had like the, your most favorite venue and you were like, Oh, I love working here. If I post the venue and I pin it to my posts, then like Maybe a bride who has that venue, that's going to be one of the first pictures she sees of your bar. Mm -hmm. And she's going to be like, oh, wow, that's my venue. This is meant to be. Um, so I think giving people those meant to be kind of moments where you're marketing to exactly what that person's looking for, um, it's going to be the right fit. So I think making it as easy for them to find you and then making it as easy for them to book you. So um, making everything really easy with your direct links, like having your, your link in your, your bio for your website mm -hmm. and then steps to book on your website, like front and center, um, all of your policies may be laid out or your packages, what you offer, like answer all the questions that you can think of. They would ask you on your website so that you don't have to do a ton of back and forth. They can see what they want. And if it's not the right person, they'll leave and they're not your dream client. It kind of weeds out the people that are meant for you. I totally agree with that. And two questions. One, mm. so link in bio, do you feel that it's most important to have your website or do you think it's good to have a link tree and have some links from there? I don't know. Yeah. For the longest time, I just had my website yep. and I had everything that I needed people to find like linked on my website. So okay. I had my TikTok on my website, my Facebook on my website, my Pinterest on my website, everything. But recently I've been doing some other things mm -hmm. that are not as related to my clients. Like I have an Amazon storefront of all my photography gear. I'm doing a networking event for photographers. Like potential clients don't need to see that. And therefore I feel like I don't want it on my website because it's meant for photographers and photographers aren't really like looking at my website. It's potential clients so yeah. I do have a link tree now and for the podcast too like yep. this isn't yeah. for couples no. this isn't for brides no. this isn't for clients this is for other people like us mm -hmm. that do what we do or want to do what we do so I did start a link tree yeah but the first one on my link tree is my website, Your website. yeah me too so I have a link tree too but I have heard recently that if your website is directly linked to your link in bio you get more like traction to your website I think and so like the, I think it's called like the SEO is like more bumped up in Google mm. or whatever it may be um but I've also heard that so something you said like backyard wedding or backyard wedding bar or you know whatever if you have those terms on your website Google reads your yeah. website and goes into like so my website says Connecticut mobile bar Connecticut bartender Connecticut you know, whatever mobile bartending in Connecticut yeah like I've tried to use that so many times so that when someone types in anything on Google 
I'm going to be one of the first ones that come up because they're typing in a verbiage that is on my website. Right. That's really important when you're marketing to your customers. Like whatever you think they're going to search on Google is the words that should be used on your website. Yeah. And don't like overuse them. Don't say like, I'm a Connecticut mobile bar and I bartend in Connecticut. Like don't go crazy about it. Yeah. But just make sure that it's professionally written where if someone is going to type in Connecticut mobile bar, it's on your website. Yeah. And on multiple pages. Yes. Like on your homepage, you can have a blurb with your about and that can say CT bartender yep. or something. And then on you can have like an about page that's like not, it's like a different page on it. And you can say like, Connecticut mobile bar or whatever and same with anybody else like you could say luxury wedding photographer on your homepage, and then on your about page you can be like specializing in Westport Greenwich Fairfield like you can make it a little bit different but still mean yeah mean the same thing yeah Yeah. I found that that was really interesting because at first I always had obviously like I am a Connecticut mobile bar so I always had on my website but when I started diving into talking to people more and really how to like market myself they were like you need to add more words on your website that people are going to search for in Google yeah and I think it's definitely helped with the traction into my like Google account to get higher into like the first page or second page or, or whatever um yeah but yeah I think it's so important just to like really make that experience so easy and I know that we've talked about this before on the web on the podcast but you want to make it so user-friendly for your client to book right. you like they should go to your website know who you are go or they should go to your social media and know who you are first because that's mostly how people find us then they should be able to easily find your website then they should be able to easily go to your website and be like okay this is how i contact them then once that all happens you should have a really smooth transition on the response time um i know we're in busy season right now where our response time is a little lagging um but i think you know if they're reaching out to you they're reaching out to other vendors as well i mean recently i've I've had a uh a couple of like really good inquiries like back to back to back like last last past weekend yeah I had like one on Thursday one on Friday two on Saturday when it was like all of these people like out of the blue but I think it depends on what you're posting like Mm -hmm. at that day I had posted behind the scenes of like I think I had last weekend I I don't know if I had two or three weddings I forget but I was shooting a lot and I posted a lot about it and therefore got a lot of a lot of leads so the most that you the more that you post about what you're doing and they see you in action like the more inclined they're going to be to reach out but um something that you said reminded me and now I'm forgetting it what I was gonna say (laughs) well I I have to Um, say off of that too what was I gonna say when I post on Facebook in like a Facebook group I always get a lead multiple sometimes that's good so I, I forget but like I forget to do that when yeah. I'm crazy. Yeah. So am I sparring something that you were going to talk oh, about? Oh, I was <laughs> yes. going to say, yeah. Um, I was going to say um, back to the link tree. Mm. And you were saying like, oh, make a smooth process for your client, like as easy as possible. Like put the link right there and, you know, make everything that they read like super easy and they can find your contact form like super quick. I feel like the link tree gets in the way of that. I know. Like at my, at my heart and my soul, like I when I was starting out like the past two years, I was always like, if I would see a photographer with a link tree, I'd be like, Ugh. cause sometimes I do stalk other photographers websites. Oh, hello. Like I'll see their Instagram and you be like, check out the their work is fantastic. Like I need yeah. to see what their website looks like because I, in the future, I'd like to get my website like professionally refreshed. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I have a really good basis that I did by myself, but yeah. it could look a little bit more professional. So sometimes I like scope out other people's just to see if I can pick up any ideas. But mm-hmm. Anytime I saw somebody with a link tree, I'd always be like, ugh. 
I know, I know. I and feel now I way. have one, I and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> but I feel like I don't know how else I can separate mm. the things because I have so many links for photographers that I want to see and other small businesses that I feel like could see, but I don't want... I don't want it to be off-putting to potential clients because yeah, I, for I me, I feel like it is. I don't think stuff like that should be on your website. I think your website should solely be for a customer to I book you. I think so too. Um, but is the link tree, like I have the podcast tagged in my bio, like so the do I. So do I. So maybe I don't need to put it in my link tree if it's tagged. Right, but right now you're doing a photographer, you know, branding thing. How, yeah. how are they going to find that? That's also tagged. We just made an account for that. So that's tagged and that has the link to mm. it on that page but then that makes it harder for people to find that too because instead of tapping the link in my bio and my link tree now they have to go to a separate account and tap on that link tree to find the tickets i i think link tree is it's helpful but yeah i I, I do i i really do and honestly if people think ours is right now they're probably gonna have one in a few months so (laughs) yeah yeah that's true i do feel a little bit of a hypocrite (laughs) i know i know i do too because i i feel the same way um even when I was like back to doing like beauty counter and doing consulting, right. I would see all these consultants have like all these, you know, the link tree and then all these links to things. But if you look at like bloggers, for example, like mm. they have so many different places that they need their potential customer to go to. So they need that. I, I think it's kind of a standard now. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to do a maybe. poll on our site and we say should, like, we should. do you hate our link trees? <laughs> <laughs> link tree advice. Link tree advice. Um, yeah, but I, I really do think it's going back to just making the experience easy. Yeah. I think that's the key. Like, and I, I mean, think, I feel like you and I have pretty good websites, though. Yeah. So I think going to, your, going to the Linktree. Which link is funny because I don't like mine either. So <laughs> <laughs> I think going to, your, going to like my Linktree and clicking on my website and then hope I think my website's pretty good. But like hopefully yeah. it is. And if people are like, oh, OK, like maybe that redeems me a little bit for having i feel like we should have like our friends go on our websites and like be a customer and give Mm. us like feedback i've never done that before i I I do that i've done that for myself like but we're looking at it all the day yeah that's true that's true like having someone just like look at it and and go be a customer and be like okay is this an easy especially i have like two friends in mind Mm. who are my best friends and they're like the biggest critics so they'll be like nope this doesn't work <laughs> we but, should do uh, yeah, that we should we should do that we should do that and ask about link trees yeah um all right we're going in a spiral as we, as we <laughs> usually do i digress but um but yeah i just end of this conversation is basically just make it very easy for the customer yeah. so find your dream customer um find your niche for your business and and make sure that you're passionate about it because yeah. if you're not passionate about your business you're not going to be successful and you live, breathe, sometimes don't eat and like sometimes don't sleep either with this business. Right. And if you're not like if if I did everything I did this past weekend and I woke up on Monday and I was like, I regret all of that. Like I would be so miserable. Yeah, you have to love what you're you doing. You have to love what you're doing. And, and that's the importance of discovering your niche. Yeah, like yeah. finding out what you love and what you feel like you do really well makes it not work anymore. And yeah. maybe the not eating, not sleeping will make you resent it and may, will make you burn out but and make you feel like it's this was an exception weekend, I have to but, say. Yeah, no, definitely But I woke it. up Monday and I was so proud of myself. Yeah. And I was like, damn, like I did this. Yeah. And, but it, it wouldn't have been 
that outcome if the events didn't go yeah. well, if I didn't stress myself out about the events. But if they weren't events that you felt passionate yep. about, yep. you maybe would not yep. feel that proud. You yep. would maybe just feel resentment. Yep. Oh, no. And my clients this past weekend, the end of the night, they came up to us. They're like, you guys made the event. You made our wedding special. That's and great. That's what makes it all worth it. And and I think that if you're not getting that, you need to reevaluate the yep. business because you can get that. You can have that satisfaction. You should have that satisfaction. And if you're not having it, you need to like figure out another outlet. Yep. You can stay in the same industry, in the same business, but just find a different way. Yeah. Because there's, you know, you found it with not wanting to do family photos. Right. Yeah. And and a telltale sign is whether you want to go to work or not. Yep. Like I, every time I would book a family session, I'd be like excited because it, I was new to photography and everything was exciting and new. But by the time the session would actually roll around, I'd be like, oh, I have to pack my backpack. Oh, I have to go to the session. Oh, I don't really want to do that. And then I'd get there and it would, it would be fine. And I would still love the photos and it would be great. But now with weddings, I'm like excited to pack my backpack mm-hmm. and excited to go and not typically dreading it unless I'm really, really tired. But yeah. I, I think I didn't not talk work. about like what client I don't like. I, there's no client I don't like. It's, I've realized that if I do anything over an hour from Trumbull, Connecticut, mm. I get really angry that I booked it Mm. because it's such a travel time for me so I've really learned that unless it like is like like my bride on Friday was literally the sweetest human we need more people like her in this world like she was just the nicest kindest really funny story before we end I have these hubcaps now on my trailer and they don't fit like I have to put them on when I get there and take them (laughs) off when I leave and it's like not part of my routine right now yet Mm, yeah and I forgot to take them off my freaking bride is running like up to my truck. I'm at like the end of her driveway with her dress, like her oh. big bustle dress, like in her hand. And she's like, Jen, did you forget your hubcaps? <laughs> and the groom like has the hubcaps oh. like following her behind. And I'm like, you just left your wedding to give me my hubcaps back. That's like so what? But like funny story. Um, But like, that just shows like she appreciated me and yeah, she yeah. did that because she didn't want me to forget my freaking hubcaps. Yeah. But if you are not fulfilled after whatever you're doing, I always said that. And even when I was in corporate that if I was waking up and not wanting to go to work, yeah. I needed to do something else. Yeah. And there was two times that I did that. I left. I was at the Hyatt in Greenwich one time. I left and I went to the Hilton um, and I went back to the Hyatt because I didn't like to help you like you just you have to find your passion and find yep. where you're going to succeed every day yeah and you will everybody you will. will you just it it's not easy it takes some time but the the best thing that you can do is try out try out it all mm-hmm. you know don't be scared to take a chance and be like i don't know if family sessions are right for me that's okay try it anyway and yeah. see if you're proven wrong yeah. or see if you were right that's my advice yeah anyway well thanks for listening again um you can find us on where can they find us on instagram shoot your shot dot pod same with tiktok and we do have a facebook i don't know if there's we do much have on facebook it. no we need to but Jen needs to get better on that <laughs> but we're pretty good on instagram and tiktok so. yeah and we are on youtube um if you want to watch us live and yeah yeah apple podcast spotify yeah Amazon. All the things, yep. all the things. Well, and also if you guys have any topics that you want us to talk about, um, we do have a list. We have some upcoming speakers, mm-hmm. um, but if you're ever interested in becoming a speaker and you're in the wedding slash event industry, um, or if you know someone, definitely let us know because yep. 
We're excited to keep growing. We're still doing bi-weekly, especially right now with crazy season. Yeah. Um, but down the road, who knows? Maybe, Maybe we could do weekly. Maybe in the off season. Yeah. yeah, we could do weekly. Yeah. Um, I think next week we're going to be talking about um, turning your side hustle into a full-time small business, seeing if entrepreneurship is right for you or what kind of skills we feel like you need to um, you need to have. Like Because I, I think like an entrepreneur is a certain type of person, but not to say that you can't teach yourself to have mm-hmm. those skills. So we're going to be talking about like all of the skills that we feel like are important to have past work experience versus what you need training in and what you don't. Um, so that'll be next. That's going to be a good episode. Yeah. So thanks everyone for listening in and we'll see you soon. Bye. Cheers.